Morning has turned to afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. But the grind carries on. Not just the grind physically, but the grind mentally. The Midday Grind, featuring a couple of TV jockeys who've also been through the radio wars. <laughs> Serious? Martin Kilcoin. I was a little lit, so I was saying whatever I wanted. And Charlie Marlowe. Our top story tonight, John Jay will be back tomorrow. Here's him getting a hit in 2012. It's the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. January 15th, Chuck, a lot of energy in the new month, December, the holidays, mailing it in, that's in the past. Want to make sure that we're holding ourselves accountable. We like the to new that. month? We're halfway through. Isn't that crazy? I think Come we're on. having a good month. We're having a very we? good January, I think. You can have a couple of bad weeks. As a right, show, Chuck? Rock, not as anything else. Yeah, not as a country. This is a hot show, this hot hour. We're a hot show. It's a hot show. I think we're yesterday actually put this country We are a hot back. country. This America's number one in the world, White House. people. All right, after oh, last night. Are you kidding me? It was, the, it was the absolute most American display I've ever seen in the White House. Rock it loved it. It was pretty funny. The president serving up fast food. Oh, it's amazing. I was what, laughing so much. Every what, little thing was high comedy. Were, were the Clayton, were the Clayton, the Clemson player, was anybody offended? I don't think so. That they didn't have like a big I meal? I think there are some people, and I feel like there's, there's a lot of, he's a very polarizing person. And because what? of that, there are some people who just cannot appreciate when he does something really funny. Like over the holidays, when he was talking to the seven-year-old, and he asked the seven-year-old if he still believes in Santa because it's marginal at that age. <laughs> I thought that was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> and then last night, when I get that because of the shutdown, they can't cater it at the White House or have like the, the, the staff cook the meal. So I just thought that immediately Plan B wasn't, well, there's a lot of nice restaurants in D.C. I'm sure they'd love the publicity. Let's have them bring in the food. Instead, it was, let's send a White House staffer out to get McDonald's, Wendy's, and Domino's pizza. And just because, ah, they're college kids. They don't know what they eat. And let's just throw it out on the table with candelabras in a nice, in a nice setting. With the just, McDonald's uh, <laughs> dipping sauces in, this, in the silver china that's been used for and hundreds of years. And used to pick up the Domino's pizza. MSNBC's top story. <laughs> was the Trump meal racist? It, it was, was hilarious. God bless him. That was so fun. And the photo with the with Abe with the Abe Lincoln portrait behind him, and he's just like, "Look at all this food." It's honestly, I think Hoff's tweet was one hundred percent right. That should be Trump's presidential That's his photo. Portrait that that should be his portrait. That. It's, it's That's so his perfect. Portrait. If he opens a Trump library when his when his tenure is done as president, that needs to be in there. What would you serve, Chuck? Chick-fil-A. If Clemson came to your White House, I don't like Clemson. It's Ohio State. It's a different story. Oh, so you're serving them like what? Well, oh, Castle yeah. some food you don't but like. But let me just ask Bill, you this. Some Bill Naps. Bill Naps is good. Couldn't you go like a Ruth Chris? Right? That's, That's what, what I'm, I'm saying. thinking. Yes. I'm not a hater, and I thought it was hilarious as well, <laughs> watching these guys roll through. And then there's just something about the McDonald's little, the little box of burgers. When you just kind of pick up that quarter pounder with cheese or that Big Mac, it's just kind of so McDonald's that you can't not watch that video 
and just laugh. But come on, you can't break them off. Some Ruth's Chris, some steaks. They don't have to be the most expensive steaks. Maybe a couple of baked potatoes and some asparagus. There's not, mean, like a, there's not a local pizza place that you know might serve. Like, it might be a well-known D.C. area to go to that would just want the free publicity of serving food at the White House. Trump's he, food picks. Yes. And, and my first thought went to, wait a minute, where's the, what's the timer here from counter to right now? Oh, that's a good question. Because good question. here's the thing. The burgers, they got like maybe 25, 30 solid minutes on them. But fries, as great as McDonald's fries are, and they're amazing, those things are like, you got, you got like an 11-minute timer on those. The thing about everything that happens is like a team of people decide, okay, today's agenda, all right, we have that conference call with Montenegro, and then you have a photo op with, oh, then Clemson's here. There's all these people meeting and probably making a lot of the decisions. This felt like something he said. Just get up to burgers like this. Instead of it being a staffer making the decision, I feel like he knew that this was the move. And the part that really got me in tears, I was texting with someone last night saying that the McDonald's items he ordered were off the two-for-five menu, and the Wendy's items he ordered was off their value menu. Those are A. Those are good items. Dollar menu, the nuggets at Wendy's. I would do the same thing. I think I would have thrown was some it the Domino's? Was it all $5 mediums? It, it might be the most relatable thing a president has ever done in my lifetime, was order off the value menu of fast food restaurants. Let me ask you this, though. Do you 100% think that Trump is the one that decided the fast food? So you don't think somebody else it. made that call? I mean, he, he always talks about how he loves McDonald's and stuff. I, I, I think, think it's 100% his choice. I think this is what he thinks average people eat. So he's trying to— Well, he's right. He's trying to look like—to uh, to appeal himself to the average person. So he just thinks they eat cheeseburgers and chicken sandwiches and, and pizza for three meals a day. They probably don't have Chick-fil-A in D.C., do you think? Why wouldn't it's they? It's probably too expensive for that kind of thing. If you're ordering off the value menu, on you know in a, in a great quantity, I'm not sure Chick Fil A is the place to go. Charlie's like, no, no, DC is part of the Midwest, so they probably don't have Here's that thing, kind though, of food. Chick Fil A caters oh. large events, and I don't think any of these other ones do. First of all, you joke, but Maryland, DC area Ooh, is in the Big, Big Ten. Ten. Oh yeah. Next topic. Look, the there Rams. Chick Fil A's in DC. The Rams are cheap as hell. And when you got on that flight with, what, 70 or so players, 10, 15, 20 coaches and personnel, all the sponsors, all the media, how many people were on those Rams flights? 100 plus, correct? Uh, yeah, Ish. 100 plus. Okay, yep. darn near close to 100, whatever it was. Everybody got unlimited Chick-fil-A <laughs> sandwiches insane. or nuggets, and it was fantastic. That's the only reason I still like the Rams a little bit. <laughs> do, uh, do okay? You, do it you was miss? unlimited? I thought it was just one. Okay. You could grab three or four. Let me tell you, I got more than one. That's all I'm saying. Do you miss the NFL or do you miss the food on the chartered flight? I actually miss, I miss traveling with the Rams (laughs) on a personal note more than I miss the Rams and the football team. And that's very selfish, but it's true. That's fair. The the great hotels, the great food, the great snacks. The great football? Not the great football. Welcome aboard. It is the Midday Grind. Did we welcome everybody? Welcome aboard. Chuck Marlowe right there. We had to get into the top topic right away. We yeah, we did. Stall. It was hilarious. It was so funny. There's nobody, if anybody, find me some pundit, liberal pundit, who's upset about this, and I'll show you somebody who has no sense of humor. That's clearly what it is. It's funny. Welcome aboard. Midday Grind, Hoff, Rocchio. We're here till 1. We've got Kenny Wallace coming up at 1230. A lot to get to, Chuck, including. What is it, Tuesday? It is Tuesday. Nice. Playoff percentages off. Have they been? I was way off yesterday. The Blues are heating up. They're three points behind. Curb said yesterday, you win, you're three back. Game in hand. They are 3-0 and 
in the unofficial second half of the season. Once they pass the 41-game marker, and as I said yesterday, you play Jake Allen tonight and get you the win, <laughs> you go back to Penny. <laughs> Wasn't there one person? Hold on a second. Let me just think. Let me go back in time and think. On this show, we had the same people in studio yesterday. Wasn't there one person who said they were totally fine with playing Jake yesterday and everybody else disagreed? Did that happen? Yeah, but that one person Please tends remind to be apathetic me. towards a lot of things, and it was more of a, this isn't their best chance to win. It was more of a, who cares, and let's move on. Incorrect. I looked it up. <laughs> yesterday was the beginning of, for the rest of the year, there's now 38 games left. There are nine back-to-backs. This is including the back-to-back right now with yesterday and today. Somebody's got to play at least nine or ten games, at minimum. You need two goalies. Play Jake. Jake's back in the mix. Jake is better on the road. Let's do this and make the playoffs. I still would have started Bennington yesterday because he was red hot. He'd had a day off. You're trying to win that one game that night. I would have played the guy who was red hot. They they played Jake Allen. Because there was recent history at the Caps, that's how you could justify it. I still would have gone with Bennington, but it worked out. I would assume tonight... Then you go back to the kid. If he's not good, I'm going to blame them for cooling him off. Okay. Yeah, holding on to built in right. excuse. No, no. I think it would made perfect sense yesterday to play the red hot goalie. Jake played well. Jim Thomas had the numbers. He's been great on the road. 2.21 goals against when playing away from home. So he'd like to guess the percentage. He is now your road goalie, unless Jordan Bennington plays. Who is the second star of the week? Uh, player percentage yesterday was in the 20 range. It was 21. I'm going to say 26. I was going to go 28. Chuck is right. 26%. God, I'm a hockey guy now. Let's be honest. I told Frank. Frank always (laughs) wants to know while he's packing up his gear and not really listening to me when he leaves at about 1158. (laughs) And he says, what's coming up on the coveted hour? I said today, Chuck will unpack all of his hockey takes. Hockey pundit. It's more fun when they're winning. Marty loves a negative. I like storylines. So if Bennington plays great again tonight, and now ooh, you can't cool Jake off because he played great, I like storylines. It's not negativity. It's not controversy. You want to see Bennington do a shut piece tonight. Winnington. Islanders, 8-2, and two, their last 10. That's a tough draw tonight. Tough draw. <laughs> They're in Brooklyn, not far from where Rammer is. He sounded miserable in New York. He sounds like he wants to leave right now. They're staying in Yonkers. I guess that's not as exciting as Manhattan. Rammer, we were all excited. We're like, New York. He's like, not real exciting, guys. At a La Quinta. Stand, it sounded like it. Continental like, breakfast. Got to call Chris May, maybe up the budget. Let the boys stay in Manhattan. Like a free, uh, free bagel. Maybe an English muffin at those places. I think they did the New York swing earlier this year. They played in Brooklyn at the Barclays Center. Lost that game to Pitt, maybe. Yeah, they go back in March. I think they did all of the sightseeing kind of thing then. So this trip is a but business trip. But it's also trip. New York, right? Like sightseeing can be spread out. Over a couple weekends. It's not like you're going, no offense, to St. Louis, and you can see the Arch <laughs> and Forest Park all in one day. New York has a lot more to offer. That's a great question. When teams come here, do they do anything no. fun? No. Just kidding. No, I love St. Louis. A lot to oh, do. Yeah, oh, sure. Depends oh, on the weather. Oh, Toledo, be a Cardinals lot to do there. game, Blues game. You got the Arch. You got the brewery tour if you're 21. You get the free samples. You got the botanical gardens. Okay, Go sledding in Algonquin. You got sledding in my backyard. <laughs> my daughter loved it. Real quick goalie take. Sure. Because I do think it's fun. We always talk about this. And again, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like this always works itself out. And to make a comparison to the Cardinals, we do this all the time. Whenever a pitcher's coming back from an injury, we always go, oh, man, there's six pitchers. 
Who's not going to be in the rotation? What happens literally every single time? Another guy gets injured or another guy is not good. That happens every time. And I swear, for the last five years, when we've discussed Jake versus Elliott, Jake versus Hutton, now Jake versus Chad Johnson for a minute, and now for a week or so, Jake versus Jordan Bennington, these things always work themselves out. One guy's good, one guy's not, one guy's hurt, somebody gets hot, somebody gives up five goals. I don't even feel like it's that big of a controversy. It's not really a controversy. What it is is annoying because Jake Allen will tease you constantly. So now, hey, that's your guy. That's that's why he's your guy, Chuck. 28 stops, beat the defending Stanley Cup champions twice over the last two weeks. The Blues are back, and then all of a sudden you get sucked back. Blues fans know they're about they're going to get kicked in the teeth. It may be a month from now. might be two months from now, but it's coming. Not to be a wet blanket. Okay. It's coming. That's fair. And also, let's remember the Blues scored four goals yesterday. That also helps the cause, all right? Three goals in two games for Vladimir. And Vladimir Tarasenko's hot. We always yeah. focus on the goalies. But my point is, don't you think it's fair to say, at this point in his career, Jake Allen, he is who he is. We know what we're going to get, and that is ridiculously streaky play. So like the first month of the season this year, he was really bad. Then he was good for about six weeks. He has bad stretches, but you should also ride him when he has the good stretches because those always come as well. It's just more, what would you say, streaky, more ebbs and flows, more peaks and valleys than maybe a goalie who's just a little more consistent across an entire season. What would your gut be tonight? Bennington back to earth a little bit. Don't you feel that coming? If you're a Blues fan now, you're sort of God, getting excited. You are a wet You I'm just, really are. You, you are. You're surprised. It's a Dayquil hangover. Oh, when you? Hoffman calls you a wet blanket, that's when you storm <laughs> out of the We're studio. We're supposed to be happy. The Blues have won three straight. I am happy. And here you are sitting in your seat going, oh, no, right. Bennington's going to fall apart. No, I hope, he does. I hope he does great. What if the storyline is not the goalie? What if the Blues win, say, four to three? Bennington is okay, not great, not terrible, it's more fun stops 24 though. of 27, and the Blues outscore another team. We they don't win. always have to talk about goalies. Yes, we do. I hope we don't. David Perron, your guy, your birthday guy. May 28th. How many people ripped on that signing? I think most people just kind of rolled their eyes. They bored by it. And just said, God, Perron again? He had 50 assists last year. Last shot. Back that was the attitude. That was it. Uh, David Perron. David Perron. Third time with the Blues. <laughs> Third time back. Did fine with the Vegas team. He's playing Anaheim. He's back. Oh, he's, he's got 16 goals. He's on pace for 30. He had 50 helpers last year. What if he's don't growing as a player? Everybody knows French Canadians a take a little guy. longer. Helpers. Everybody knows French Canadians take a little longer to develop. That's common <laughs> knowledge amongst <laughs> hockey folk like myself. Once your neighbor builds an ice a little rink in the front yard, and all of a sudden you become that guy. He didn't do it this year. Very disappointed. I walked the dog past. I was going to do another store. Yeah. You're going to recycle? I actually looked up today uh, what the temperature is when you should walk your dog. When is it what? too cold to walk your dog? Depends on how much fur they have, I guess. No, it does. It based on the uh, the size of the dog, the health yeah. of the dog. My parents have a golden retriever. He loves the cold. He can go out in any temperature. Oh, we were just talking about the Blues goalie. Well, you brought up the uh, the no, neighbor. We were talking about a golden retriever. Fast food, White House, dogs. It's, it's unbelievable. This is an all-encompassing I program. I know, but it, it is unbelievable, and I love it, how quickly it can go there. All of a sudden, we're finding what Hoff's dog likes, you know, how, how big is his fur? Okay, but this is sports. His coat. Two weeks ago, I'm sure we could go back, and I was saying the Blues shouldn't even try to win because they have no chance of making the playoffs. Ten days later, they have a 26% chance. They're three points out. 
games in hand, yeah. and it's fun again. Sports is about entertainment. They're entertaining. It's something to watch 82 times a year. And right now, it's fun to watch. I think that's fair. Billikens play tonight in Fordham. Blues play. Islanders, both of that coming up tonight. Mizzou and Illinois play tomorrow night. Oh, speaking of entertaining, the high school game you were at last night, packed house. I saw Coach Sunkett, Darren Sunkett, who's now the AD at East St. Louis. He said there was like 3,000-plus in the house, east side, Vashon. I love the fact Vashon plays everybody. They played Belleville West, but they lost both games, East St. Louis, Belleville West. As a high school fan, I can't believe how many big-time games we had. I'm standing there yesterday next to one of the security guards there, and he says, East St. Louis is going to get smoked in this game. And I thought to myself, eh, that's, that's probably true. And East Side played really well. And I think SLU fans, you're really going to like this Terrence Hargrove Jr. from East Side. And he looks like kind of the perfect Atlantic 10 type player, about 6'7", has some inside game. Rugged. Rugged. He's long as well in terms of being a defender. You can see him filling out. I think SLU fans are really going to like Terrence Hargrove Jr. Scored 22. Big win over Vashon, who also plays everybody in the country, really. And because I'm a little under the weather, Chuck, wasn't quite at my best on the TV side. Radio, of course, knocked it out of the park. TV side. So hard on yourself. Charlie puts in some the, the notes about what the plays are. He's back from the prep game. So I did kind of a Ron Burgundy where I'm just like reading the script. And I'm like, oh, take a look at Hargrove, the slew commit here with the finger roll, a la Dr. J. And he was airborne, had kind of a Dr. J Oh, my look. God. That but, was one of the sweetest finger rolls I've seen in high school basketball. No, the play was sensational. And I walked off the set, and you go, oh, I met George Gervin. But, of course, I read it. <laughs> As Dr. J, which it still works because he's floating down the lane. Dr. J, visually, that's what you think of floating down the lane. But finger roll was George Gervin. You were right. Well, it was my fault, though. I thought maybe it was a little sabotage. I know, but I'm saying I was total Rodberg, and he wasn't really mentally there last night. I'm like, hey, take a look. It's just like a Paul McKeskey rolls it in. Damn. Right the house. And, okay. then, and then after that. Show is over, Chuck says. Last shot. Here's a finger roll. Basketball. He jams it. Backboard breaks. <laughs> but hold on. Isn't there an iconic Dr. J finger roll? I know I, think so. I know the one where he goes around and under the backboard is the definitive Dr. J play. Or taken off from the free throw I, line. I, I or the say, free throw line. I think Dr. J is more well-known than George Gervin, so I think more people would get that reference than if you were to mention George Gervin on the broadcast, especially here in St. Louis. A little harder, to, but but he was known for the finger roll. The I, funny thing, Chuck, you could have put, just like Bob Lanier. Just like Tom Chambers. Just like yes. Steve Kerr. Rex Chapman down the lane. <laughs> Tom Will, Gugliotta. Will, Will Purdue. <laughs> Let's just name all the whites. Here's like, Ruth Longley. <laughs> Tom Gugliotta had a pretty good run. Pretty good. Googs, Maryland. I was going to say like a Pac-12, like a Washington State. Oh, that's a great question. Anyway, my point was you could have written anything, and I probably would have read it last night. But Just look, like Mike Dunleavy. Hey, for SLU fans, I'm telling you, I'll, I'll put the uh, video out there. He basically made a move from top of the key. And again, he's a six foot seven, kind of probably more of a swing man in college, but plays the post in high school. And he drove to the basket jumped from not the free throw line, but maybe a, a step or two in front and had one of those just 
long finger rolls where he kind of just floats it in the air and goes right through the bucket. It was really cool. It was visually impressive. It was. And Dr. J works. I'm just kind of kidding about I would have read. But George Gervin, for the kids out there, Google him. Eastern Michigan, George Gervin. Really? Pretty sure. I didn't know that. Ypsilanti. Look it up. Maction? Googleati. Googleati. Look it up. Look it up. Uh, Schnooks, one of our great sponsors here, reminding you for the big game, and that's the one that's a couple of weeks out, or the games this weekend. Get all of your great food, maybe even a party tray. Order ahead of time. Stop by any Schnooks in your neighborhood, and don't forget they expanded with the Schnooks 19. When Shop and Save went out of business, they grabbed 19 of those stores to make sure you had a grocery store right around the corner eating healthier. They've got the great produce section. Simply Slim magazine with all those great recipes inside. Stop by Neighborhood Schnooks, pick those up. If you want to eat healthy, Charlie, I'm not saying you or anybody like you, just somebody, let's just say hypothetically, somebody whose wife gave him a scale for Christmas. If that person's out there listening and you want to eat healthy. Someone who might put labels on food saying, please don't eat this, it's this, mine. This is not for you. I've been rationed. <laughs> Simply Slim is the magazine. I'm going to grab that and bring it in here. Let's flip through talk recipes we got time first of all tom gugliotta north carolina state ah. secondly we're tossing around the idea of doing this rock and roll marathon really my dad's in the fall it's san one diego. thing i want to do no it's in st louis oh yeah san diego it's in the fall <laughs> i think why, that's why where it's be in san diego i think that's where it started can oh. you are you scribbling all the, the end of the day is going to be chock full <laughs> of corrections clarifications <laughs> I'm pretty sure the Rock and Roll Marathon started in San Diego. I would have guessed like Cleveland just because of rock and roll. Right. You would think you two are going to split it up. Or are you each going to do the 26.2? She's going to do 20 miles. Chuck's going to do six. She's going to do 25. <laughs> I'm going to do 1.2. And that starts. I'm going to start with 0. 0.6. And then I'll stop and take a break. She does the 25 and I do the last uh, 0. 0.6. So I get all yes. the honors and the... The achievement. I could see that. Are you going to run 26-2? Yes. I've said this. This is my bucket list I thing. I don't think that's good for your guy. Your frame. This is unbelievable. No, I ran saying, a half marathon five years ago. That, that's enough. No, I want to do this for a bucket list. All right, I One time in my life. I support this. Thank you. I, I appreciate think, that. I think you should do this. I I'm just, going to. I'm going to ask Dr. Rick. Text Dr. Rick. Should Charlie run? You have to like I'm like Job of the Hut or something. No, I'm not saying you're... I'm 6'4", <laughs> no, about I'm 235. It's not, it's not a weight joke. I'm just saying a big guy like... Throw it a so. break. <laughs> Chuck may or may not be here when we come back. Throw a break. I was right about Jake Allen. You were wrong. Next topic. Got to get the ice, Chuck. Got to have an ice bath ready for after the marathon for the muscles. (laughs) Simply Slim Magazine. Pick it up at your neighborhood, Schnucks. We'll get Kenny's bucket list. There's a guy who's done a little bit of everything. What's on his bucket list? Kenny Wallace coming up next here. Coming at our Midday Grind, 590 The Fan.